0: episode 14 of Rainbow Pridecast. I'm your host, Danielle Dupuis, and I use the pronouns she, her, hers. Today, we're joined by local Baltimore artist, Sean Theron. Welcome, Sean. Thanks for joining. How are you?
1: How you doing? What's happening?
0: You know, just hanging out, trying to survive the corona. Uh, you know, oh, that corona. Yeah. For those of you who are listening who are local, um, if you've ever visited the Baltimore Farmer's Market under the JFX you've probably seen Sean with his paintings and artwork on display in his art truck. Sean, whatever gave you the idea of basically creating a mobile art gallery?
1: Um, Well, part of it is out of necessity. Um, Part of it was let's take the next step in the evolution of my little art world here. Um, The necessity part, as I had a nice fall back in 2012 and I blew out my back, um, which uh, led to needing to have a big back fusion. Um, But I have chronic back pain now and I can't pick up and do all the fun stuff that anybody has to do when they set up a tent at an art show. It just kind of hurts a lot. so I needed to figure out something else I could do while going and doing the art shows, but at the same time that was kind of permanent. Mm-hmm. I just where I could do as little as possible on the setup aspect. And one day I I was at an art truck, fe- not an art truck, a food truck festival. Um, you know, because the I'm yeah. in the city and we I was there and. I was, I went up to a particularly large truck and I peered in as I was ordering my uh, little taco and um, I went, oh, look at all that space. And I looked around, I looked around, I was like, there's walls. And then the little light bulb went off and I was like, I want an art truck.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's so cool. I mean, it's such a, it's a brilliant idea. I mean, you don't have to pay for like gallery space. I mean, you have like your own gallery.
1: It's a mobile gallery. And sometimes I sleep in it when I'm out at events, but, um, like uh, weekend long events and so forth. And that's cool too. I have a little setup going on. Um, my first truck, uh, which uh, a lot of people have seen in the pictures and online and all that good stuff. Unfortunately, that went the way of the dodo. It just kind of died one day. And, you know, it was 36 years old, had 260,000 miles on it. Um, And, you know, it served me well. It served me well. And ultimately I took, I went and got a new truck and I've been towing around in that when there isn't a giant virus going
0: on. Gotcha. Now, do you store this at your house or do you have to like, you know, rent like a garage space for it?
1: I'm lucky enough. It's in the driveway. Oh, awesome. Yep, yeah. i still need to get it painted it's still new enough that i haven't painted the outside of it yet so it's just a big white van currently mm-hmm. um its name is sir elton um okay. which is fun the last one was named it uh, was sid um and it's interior has come along just fine but the exterior is now starting to figure out what i want to have it look like when it's going down the road so it captures everybody's eyes and goes ooh ah oh and then you know they follow me to whatever art thing i'm doing and you know make people happy
0: yeah have you now do you um have you ever been in artscape too or
1: Uh, believe it or not they won't let me bring my truck to artscape
0: why (laughs) It's it's such a fun and quirky like you know, display of art in all its forms. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Artscape, I love completely and Head Over Heels. I've been lucky to be in it many times. Um, and with Artscape is the only thing that I hire friends and family to help me set up and do a whole booth set up. And it's the only place I will do a booth set up. Everything Mm -hmm. else is in the truck. Um, Artscape for the artist market, they have limited space, especially since they they're doing a lot of construction in recent years down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in in the art market part, it just wouldn't fit. Um, And I get that. I totally get that. And, you know, just some limitations. But because it's Artscape, I go, OK, I'll I'll do the tent thing. And that's a blast because I have I win the award. There are no awards, but I win the award for most color um, with my tents. And that's, you know, it's just fun. Um, and the truck itself is would be like an entire row, and I would love to take it one day if I don't have to be in the market part. But you know they 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 do they do their thing, and I have to be in the market part.
0: Well, if you you know decorate your your truck all up, you could be in the actual like car parade, you know, and they. Oh, that'd be good too. Yeah, those decorated uh, art cars. I'd totally be down with that. I used to live near, um, one of the, uh, the guys that has, his, he's always in there every year with his, uh, art cars. Um, he would frequently go to the Costco and buy, uh, like large volumes of uh, super glue and, stand in the parking <laughs> lot and glue the baby doll heads and arms, like all over his car. <laughs> oh yeah, crazy. absolutely.
1: So, uh, those, yeah. Us, us artists, we're, we're kind of weird. And if you, you'll use anything and do anything yeah. to create with.
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's great.
1: great. It's a blast. It's messy as hell, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Now, when you um create your art, you always sign your work with the name Sog. Am I saying that correctly?
1: Uh, uh it's either way. I am not really particular about it. I say Sog. Other people say Sog. I go cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> and where does that name come from? Because obviously your name's Sean.
1: Right. It's not an acronym. It doesn't stand for anything. Um, it, what. Uh, Sog for me is what the world knows as my body of work. It is also my life path, my life mission. Um, And it's something in the art world that I'm leaving behind for others to experience and enjoy. Um, It comes way back when been going on for a while now. Um, In 2003 is kind of where it started. And here's where it gets deep and kind of just deep. Um, But it's a true life moment. Um, The one who was my mom passed away of cancer uh, in 2003. And in the two weeks before she passed, she and I sat down in uh, the dining room in front of each other with a little video camera, we had our last moments together. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I have all of that on tape. And is it like Studio Hollywood quality? up, No, it's not that. It's, it is simply our last moments together uh, as they happened. Um, in that time period, she asked me to do things in life as I live my own life. And um, some things were very, uh, like, Right on. Yeah, sure, not a problem. And some some things were kind of uh, abstract, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go, okay, sure. I'm not really sure what that means, but sure, I'll do it. Um, and it, in that time, it didn't. That part of it didn't actually end up on tape. Um, those things she asked me to do, she named. She for whatever reasons. And she said, S-O-G-H, remember it, know it, do it. Um, and she repeated it a few times. And I, I was baffled. And I said, okay, I will do it. And you just named it. Um, but she also left me with a giant question in life. And, you know, first you have to go through the mourning period.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And, but she still just left me with this big question mark. And of this, thing called, I call SOG, those four letters, Um, and as I began to do what she asked me to at the same time as it just turned out to be the same time of the creation of this thing that eventually I would turn into a body of paintings and artwork. Um, It was, it's a huge, huge story, and I'm trying to give you the cliff notes, (laughs)
0: gotcha no no i appreciate it yeah
1: um but that's yeah. where the song itself started um and it's been an amazing amazing ride ever since
0: that's that's pretty cool i mean it's kind of a um you know when you look back on it it's almost a you know this gift of uh perseverance too for you something hopeful and um that this this kind of guided you on your path
1: it does it, yeah created its own path and it uh guidance and just direction you know it's just an, an absolutely bizarre thing but at the same time hey I'm weird whatever <laughs>
0: um you know and I think you know as a parent I think that that's what every parent hopes to give their child to it's just kind of a sense of direction and Um, Love So that's kind of a cool way to end things for her and uh, that you're carrying on. Yeah, Um,
1: it is. And, um, you know, it's uh, the journey itself has had nothing to do with paintings in the beginning. Um, I was actually taking endless photos. Um, Just the digital camera, my first digital camera came out about then. Um, So I just started recording I guess my uh, my surroundings so I could you know as a memory type thing eventually look back and just remember the times and see where I came from and where it all came from and the start of the next step because when you lose somebody that's that important um, to you in life then it's it's you have a lot to go through and life changes and do you really ever get over it you learn to live and you learn to be happy again and you learn to, you know, continue. Um, but she left me with something that I was able to turn into something big and beautiful and put it out in the world.
0: Yeah. When did you realize that you had a love for, for painting? I mean, have you always enjoyed creating art?
1: Um, I have always, you know, had a blast with painting. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not to the level of what I was doing um, or creating. I shouldn't say painting because the painting is, a, is since all of this. Um, I've always had the ability to like create the Mona Lisa, but I didn't really take any of it seriously until no. I, till all of this and I got older. Um, I've always been in sort of in one sense, an entrepreneur type of person. Uh, coming up with things and seeing where they go and having, you know, just being intrigued and having fun, trying to get people engaged. Back in 1995, I created a cartoon character of an animated coffee bean, which I named Joe Mm -hmm. and his um, girlfriend, Joanna. Um, And they were, you know, had their little adventures and that was great. And that, Got real big too for a while, and a company. Uh, it again another big story, but a company in Chicago wanted try was in talks with a, fr- a set of friends to have Joe put on the set. Ultimately, that didn't happen, but mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of big things just happen when you go out there and give it your all. Um, and you know, sometimes and often you fall flat on your face. But you learn a whole heck of a lot along the way. Still, very big and emotional, like roller coaster journey of life, living it to its fullest, and having the high highs and low lows when something amazing happens, and then it all collapses.
0: So, when you were a kid, was like art your favorite subject in school, or was, it that, something was the, that
1: was the subject I got um, the A in?
0: Okay, <laughs> the one A. <laughs>
1: The 1A. Um, everything else, I have it somewhere. I have one of my report cards, uh, 10th or 11th grader, I forget. I was so bad at everything else. And part of that, is, a large part of it is um, it's undiagnosed, but I think I have a really nice form of dyslexia uh-huh. um, and a little uh, ADD going on there, um, uh-huh. or a lot of ADD going on there. And uh-huh. uh uh, school was very very rough uh let's put it that way but one of my one of my report cards which i kept um read uh from top to bottom d-e-a-d so oh,
0: no.
1: <laughs> i got home that night i was dead and it told oh. me um oh, no. yeah and you know the englishes and the maths and so forth and everybody else in my family like my dad's side of the family they're all like book whizzes and can you know two plus two equals four to them. Meanwhile, I go, that's those are weird shapes.
0: Right. Oh my goodness. Oh,
1: you call them numbers. All right. Sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, so getting an A in art, did, did, did you have a, te- a teacher that influenced you at all?
1: Um, one of my biggest influence, uh, my teacher, her name was, is Marilyn fight. Um, and she was my ninth and 10th grade art teachers. I had many other great art teachers throughout the things, but uh, she was the one, that one teacher who influences your world and your life um, and helps if she put me on a good path. Um, growing up, uh, my mother, uh, here's where it's going to be confusing. Um, my mother uh, was a massive alcoholic and the one that i call my mom was technically my grandmother
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so uh life uh, home life was not very great dealing with mom um and i always turned to red who was technically my grandmother um and uh she and I sat down, and you know, would I go to her for all my problems and get the help that I needed? But Miss Fight, my art teacher, um, she saw what was going on and really just helped me develop myself, but helped me get out of the situation I was in at home, in my head, get out of my head with and get to counseling and you know she was instrumental in that and helping out as much as she possibly could and she was just an awesome awesome individual teacher and she's retired now Um, many years went by and I actually had the opportunity to thank her for her impact in my world and that was that was incredible
0: oh that's so awesome I think that's so great when People come back and say, you know, check in with teachers and tell tell them where they are and what have you. I have a yep. teacher like that, too, that I just adore. Yep. Um, She's always amazing.
1: We're still friends. You know, the whole Facebook thing. You can still be friends.
0: Yes, yes. I love that. Um, so in 2017, you started a Spread Love art campaign, and it kind of went viral. Um it- I feel like we need a lot more of that, like, right now.
1: Oh, um. my Atlanta. It did. Um, and that comes, well, I did this giant heart painting. Um, a lot of great things had happened. Um, one thing, the, how my career itself got started was the Visionary Art Museum downtown um, in 2006 said, you need wall space. And I said, huh? And I'm not an artist, and they said, "No, you need some wall space." And they offered me wall space. It took me a while to get there, um, uh, but a lot of I, I eventually got there, and things just exploded from that. And it launched my career because of that. Um, uh, Baltimore Magazine uh, asked me to do a giant heart painting for one of their um, uh, ep- uh, issues. I was going to say episodes, but issues. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I did this giant heart painting and it turned out beautiful. Um, and it, that painting itself is now in permanent display at the visionary. And so that's cool. And, it, you know, that's just cool. That's awesome. um, with that, the heart itself got a lot of attention. I didn't think it would, but it got a lot of attention. And then I was like, well, I need another one because I just need another one that I can carry around with me. And mind you, this painting is six, uh, seven feet tall, four feet wide. Um, It is um, on three quarters inch thick plywood. So it's got some weight to it. I can't necessarily pick it up and lug it around, um, but you know, you just ask people for help and they're very willing to help. Um, That's but what
0: I love about Baltimore. I just love that about Baltimore in general. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And then one day I hadn't created the painting yet. And then one day the Pulse nightclub shooting happened. Mm-hmm. And as it did for many millions of other people around the world, it hits you hard. Mm-hmm. And I got fed up and I said, I need to do something as an artist. I need to do something. And a lot of artists were doing something and they were putting it out there. And I was, uh, as artists and people, just people do in those circumstances, as we've been seeing lately with uh, the protests and um, around the country, People are impassioned and they want change and they are for Paul's nightclub. For me, it was a morning that our community just went through this and those poor people, not poor, but those souls that have been lost and the hate and what's, how do you combat combat the hate? And so that day, the, um, the day after Paul's shooting, I... Um, I painted the new heart painting and I got the giant letters on said that say spread love. Um so it says spread on top and love on the bottom. I have a picture somewhere. And I took that painting with me to I mean it took uh, days to do it and create it, um, but uh, Artscape was right around the corner. So I took that painting with me to Artscape because what you have at Artscape is you have half a million people walking around Artscape. And I set that big old thing up right in front of my booth and everybody just, people just stopped and they started taking their pictures with it and posting it and for the message itself just started to explode um simple words simple concept it's kind of cheeky you know spread love Ah, okay i'm a hippie tree hugger yeah i am so that's okay i'm fine with that um and then it kind of created a life of its own and just it was incredible absolutely incredible um and when something big happens, uh, I bring that painting out uh, when I can, because something big's happening now and I can't bring the painting out, um, but I bring it out and I set it up. And just as a giant bright light, positive reminder to, you know, simple message, spread love. There's, we have to, something has to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in that quandary again now, of what can I do now for all that is going on, mm-hmm. um, and people have been sharing the stickers online, the the pictures of the stickers online. Um, I brought it out for the giant the protests locally in Baltimore when the which call it the uh, Confederate statues came down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Memory recall. Mm. Um, and I put it on one of the podiums because uh, other artists were putting their works on other podiums throughout the city. Um, and it's, it did it, it has a magic power about it that it, I, I guess it shines a bright light of just positivity in the, in whatever not so great stuff's going on. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, yeah, I love my painting. I don't know where I'm going with that part right now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's amazing because the painting has been on CNN. It's been, it's been all over the internet. Um, the people were very responsive to it. And I, you know, that's an ultimate goal is to, Shine a bright light.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely think we could probably use it right about now. Yeah. You um, might be time to uh, bring that out and display it in uh, Baltimore City for a while. Um, for a while, yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I think people need it. Problem
1: is, the problem is you're also dealing with the city and the enforcement. So you can yes. you can take it, you can set it up on a street corner and stand there and man it, but you can't leave it.
0: Right, because somebody. And I know.
1: would prefer to leave it somewhere. Now there's technical issues as well that go behind that. It can't stay out in the rain, so eh. Well, um, if you put it in a building, then limited number of people will see it. Eh, that doesn't work. Um, and if you decide to just leave it, then you're. I'm going to lose it because right. either someone will take it which is great. But then, then they have it and no one else sees it. So the message itself can't get across. Um, or, you know, the city I had, I was threatened once. If you leave it there, they're going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So you can have it out for a few hours and that's great. That really is great. Um, but I've, I've been looking for years for a permanent place to display it for many to see um but nothing has really come to be on that aspect mm-hmm. i um to get around that i could make one completely out of metal i'm not very good at that but yeah i could mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, w- withstand the elements and then find private property somewhere where someone would let me leave it um uh, but things get in the way and life gets in the way. And next thing you know, three months have gone by and you've got 50 other things you got going on. And then you're like, it, was, it comes out when it needs to come out.
0: Right. Now you use a lot of, uh, reclaimed materials to create your art, right?
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: How's that intentional?
1: Um, it, it harkens back to the very first paintings I ever did. Um, uh, the, when the museum offered me wall space uh, i was at first i was like no i'm not an artist i I'm, I'm just doing my thing i i'm not one of these artists um and ted who owns sideshow at the the visionary this amazing store that's down there um he's was uh, he and rebecca were the first two that offered me the wall space and um well, i came home one night And I, uh, had some scrap wood in the basement and I was like, okay, I'm going to paint now. Let's see what I paint. (laughs) Wow. So I painted and I made 10, uh, 10 very simple, you know, first step in new direction. I'm now painting type of thing. Um, I'm going to see what happens with these and on small scrap pieces of wood. And I took those first 10 paintings to the visionary and I put them on the walls and it was February 2nd, 2006. So that's kind of my anniversary. Uh-huh. Um, and in the first half hour, I sold two paintings.
0: Wow. That's I awesome.
1: Like, what? I mean, again, they're small.
0: <laughs> so uh-huh.
1: like, 15 bucks you know total for each and I was like okay cool didn't know what this was didn't okay that was wild so I called some friends I was like I sold two paintings so I was like kind of like a kid in a candy shop like wow that's cool but you know again, baby steps um and so after the first two paintings by the end of the first week of having paintings up there, I sold 61 paintings.
0: Wow, that's insane.
1: What? Exactly, this is crazy. This is crazy. And everybody else kind of looked like this is crazy. And there's something about the painting. And I I kept actually three of the first um, batch, the first 10 I kept. Somebody else, other people have the very first ones. I don't know who they are or where they are, but they do. And now if you're an artist just starting out and you sell 10 pieces a year, you're having a great year. You just are. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you're, you know, if you sell a hundred pieces and you're just starting out, hello, you're on the way to the moon. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it exploded. It absolutely exploded. And in my first, um, month I sold the 61 paintings and or first week I sold the 61 paintings. I don't confusing myself here. Um and by the end of my first year I'd sold 1,357 paintings.
0: Gosh that's insane.
1: And by the end of the first holiday season, because word spread like wildfire, I went completely viral and the internet had nothing to do with it. Um which is just that blows my mind. Um, but by the end of the very first, um, year and holiday season, I had painted so much. I had lost feeling in my hands for about a month and a half.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) And I was kind of crying at the end going, I don't know what this is. Oh my God. This is amazing. But, oh.
0: So do you paint every day?
1: Um, well, with a pandemic going on, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, I haven't painted painted in months now. Um, so you know it's kind of a very nice break. I gotta say, because mm-hmm. um, you just need downtime. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, sure.
1: you just need downtime. Um, um, but for the most part, yeah, I paint every day. I paint all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, except in the winter, the dead of winter, I hibernate. Uh, it's when uh like january february march even kind of half of april um throughout uh, the year it's when no events are really going on in the mid-atlantic area because it's winter and who the heck wants to be outside i don't
0: um
1: and so i really do take that as downtime as well and just chill out and recoup because the pressures throughout the rest of the year and you're just, it's a mad dash from April to December because that's, mm-hmm. that's the season for me and you have to create and create and create and produce and um, just keep it all going and keep your head above water because it does get overwhelming um, and it sends you on big emotional roller coasters. And it's, but at the same time you're having a big positive impact out there. Um uh and I'm very proud to say I recently celebrated the sale of my 30,000th painting. 30,000th painting. Wow.
0: Yep. That's insane. And that's not does that are you counting like the other like smaller items because I know I purchased a couple of you had some really cool uh Christmas ornaments that you made.
1: Nope, don't count the ornaments.
0: Don't count those. Wow. That's crazy. um there's a lot
1: I don't count the there's the backings, the little like uh, hangers that are on the back that you hang the painting on. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I keep count because wow. I have to buy a thousand every um, every new batch. I have to buy a thousand little hangers, uh-huh. um, so I buy them at a thousand at a time. And I'm like, well, that keeps track.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but you know, I've been. Uh, I love to make people's day i love to make people happy so there have been numbers of occasion where i will just say here have a painting and i love to give my work away mm-hmm. um, and you know that's kind of built into the whole thing uh the, i if i were going to be rich off of this i uh chose the wrong path mm-hmm. um, I keep going. I keep my head above water, but, and I'm able to eke out a living. Um, But there's not mega millions of dollars, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) which is such a shame when I'm dead and gone. Sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Everybody's going to be, not me. Um, And you know, it just, people go, that's amazing on those numbers. And it is amazing on those numbers. Um, But, Picasso also did, he did 50,000 pieces in his lifetime Mm -hmm. um, that they know of. So, you know, and the little stuff, I don't count the magnets, the stickers, the hearts, uh, little sticker heart things, Um, the ornaments. You know, I do them seasonally. Uh, The ornaments, I do maybe a couple hundred for the season and that's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. I do them. They're fun. They're typically different each year or they morph into whatever I feel like for the year coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they're fun and just like the rest of it, I keep it all super affordable because people need art. And, you know, I come from museum world and I see I started, that's where I started. And, uh, there's artwork that should be half a million dollars for good reasons. But that that half a million dollar price tag also tells the rest of us, no, you mm-hmm. can't have that. You can have a copy of it, you know, a poster or something. And that's cool. But I try to strive to go, no, this painting is completely affordable, you know, from 20 bucks to 10 bucks sometimes when a little tiny one to... Um, you know, even my big stuff, you get a giant painting for me for a few hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's great. It puts real, real work and real art into people's homes and into their lives. And that's, I, that's important. It enriches your life. It enriches your home and your soul and your everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love, I love, I love, uh, I love art. Um, I always wanted oh, to. Be- I- yeah, I was wanted to be an artist when I was a, you know, a kid. I was, I remember being like seven years old and drawing like uh, cartoons and stuff in the back seat of my parents' car. Oh
1: yeah, we all did fun stuff like that, didn't we?
0: Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, um, who knows? You have to check it out. I might have one of your original ten pieces. You never know, because I believe I got my first. I think I got my first painting of yours when I was in 2006, sometime. So. Who knows. Well,
1: very very early ones. I've numbered them on the back. Oh, well, I'm going to um,
0: check it out then. I'll check it out and see what yeah, the there.
1: oral on the front should be a date.
0: Okay, I'll check it out.
1: Yeah, let me know cuz that'd be cool.
0: That would be cool. Um I actually need to put it back up because I haven't put it up since we moved 7 years ago cuz I didn't have oh a good God. spot. I just tell you me.
1: how many I have piles of paintings around here. <laughs> I go, "Oh, that one's cool. I'm keeping it." I keep the best right and then you're like I didn't need to keep that <laughs> why did I keep that <laughs> and there are literally piles I'm surrounded by piles of everything
0: that's cool though yeah um... and I love artwork
1: I love everybody else's artwork so when I can I I support whoever I can um I snag up you know whatever I can occasionally I will have I'll showcase a new artist on the on the truck and give them nice. some exposure, which is fun. Um, I have thought about doing a group show sometime soon, uh, just because uh, the arts and server world, and in this pandemic, have um, taken an extremely bad hit. I mean, along with the rest of the world, but it's real bad. And um, so, what can I do on that end to maybe get something out there? and start up, you know, get people exposure and, you know, who knows? Let's maybe
0: virtual art show. I think that would be virtual
1: awesome. art, Well, Virtual art shows are fantastic and I've done two so far. They've been a lot of fun. Um the but being there in real life.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't wait to get
1: yeah. to back to that.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Cuz yeah. my work on a on a on my website or something like that, it it looks nice and so forth, but it loses something and it, it just loses something. And you see the thing in real life and you're like, wow, it's like kind of like looking at a, like something stunning and beautiful on in real life versus um, online or something like that. It just loses something.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, So I know obviously coronavirus has thrown a wrench in a lot of plans for a lot of people. And I know there was a lot of disappointment over, Uh, Pride not happening this month, like face-to-face. So do you and your husband have any plans for celebrating Pride from home?
1: Um, We do what we can. The flags are out. Um, The friends are out. You know, we're talking to, uh, you know, all the the pals and all that good stuff. Um, We show our pride as much as we possibly can. Um, But we're not going out we're not going to events we're not going even their um, opening stuff I technically I'm at a a slightly higher risk for catching stuff Mm -hmm. so I don't uh, I'm going to stay in (laughs) and I'm going to have wear my giant Mardi Gras rainbow beads and I'm going to um, the flags are already flying because we have the pride flags Mm -hmm. uh, on the front and back of the house so everybody can see them Um, so that part's great and, uh, yeah, I'm hiding from okay. the world for a while.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, we don't really go out and do too much either, so... Um, well, it's, we have kid, three young kids, so we we haven't really been uh, doing all the fun Pride events that we used to do when we were yeah. uh, younger without kids. Kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to be part of Pride in the past. I've gotten now as a vendor the the other aspect to all of this sure it's great to have a big painting career and so forth but the other aspect in order to do these events you are a vendor and there's the whole business aspect of being a professional artist that you, when you first get into it you don't you're not really kind of there um You're like, I'm an artist. I'm not business anything. So what if I'm just trading money for my painting? I can eat now. What are you talking about? But the government gets involved. And people, uh, events and festivals and so forth, um, they have to pay their fees and to throw the events. So where does their money come from but from the vendors? Um, So there's always fees involved, and you always have to make enough money to just simply be there um, and hope you make the money to simply be there. Um, Pride in the past has offered me to come and uh, has asked me to come take part. And this is years ago now. Um, and as a vendor, which I was all for until they told me the price tag. And then I was like, I can't, I can't afford that.
0: Oh, um, no. It was expensive to, to do, to join them, to have, to uh, with my
1: job. Truck, they, want, they wanted a,
0: a $2,000. Oh yeah. my goodness.
1: Um, and just to be there for one day. And I'm like, that's more than double the price of Artscape. Wow. You know, as the business has but I'm like, I can't, I'm going to complain, play, but I can't be a vendor.
0: Right.
1: You know, and you know, I'm going to raise the colors, but I can't just sell anything. I mean, but that was that one people, other people now have, are running it. Um, I haven't reached out in years, because of that kind of bad taste i mm-hmm. guess as a vendor aspect and besides it's pride i don't want to be working
0: right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's time to have fun and play
1: time to have fun place be one with the community and each other and you know just have a blast
0: yeah for sure um so would there be any uh, advice or suggestions you would have to younger versions of yourself that are out there right now um, looking for some guidance or words of wisdom?
1: Yeah. Email me. Um, I'm very willing to, and always give out, um, my thoughts whether they're right or wrong for an individual um a lot of artists just starting out while they do great great work um put a higher value on their work sometimes than can than what can be had Mm -hmm. and what i tell them is to start off small smaller stuff that 20 30 stuff you know just start off in that direction and take it from there start out and Lots of folks, it just when you're starting out something in general, not just uh, artists, they go, well, I need a uh, this new something or other, and I need that, I need an office, and I need this, that, and the other thing. The source of the income is not coming from all of that stuff. The source comes from you. There are some basics that you do need, um, but don't go blowing all the money that you have at to go buy things you don't necessarily need. Think about it if you actually need the stuff. If you're going down the silkscreen road, there are some basic supplies you need. If you're going down painting uh, road, there's a lot of basic supplies. I chose to go with um, uh, reclaimed materials for a bunch of reasons. One, that's what I started with. I had a bunch of scrap wood just laying around. Um, so let's start with that and see what happens. Now, what I learned along the process, did you know that the Mona Lisa is painted on a piece of wood? It's not painted on canvas. It's painted on a piece of poplar. Look how long that's lasted.
0: Hmm.
1: That's that's amazing, you know? It's 5 million years old, and it's going to keep going. Um, so that's cool. And with so wood is incredibly durable. It's also, if you prime it right, you, you can... You can do all sorts of stuff with it. You can cut into it. You can um, carve it. You, well, it's just kind of the same thing, isn't it? Um, you can use tools on it. You can combine it with other things. And there's a, a lot you can do, more so than a canvas. Um, it has some weight. Once you, One piece of wood isn't so heavy, but uh, 200 pieces of wood, and you, you know, I broke my back. So, one, because of my paintings, <laughs> I broke my back. no. So yeah, you got to be careful. Um, but start off small and take take small steps. The the do good work and the rest itself it, it comes.
0: Awesome! I think that's great advice. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today, Sean. And oh my really gosh, good. thanks for
1: listening to me just yapping, yapping, yapping. and, yap and
0: yap it. I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun and um you know happy pride happy
1: pride isn't it great
0: the music featured at the start and end of our podcast is work by kevin McLeod from incommatech.com licensed under creative Commons by attribution 4.0